Today's episode is sponsored by Sweeter Heater. Sweeter Heater is a safer alternative to heat lamps. Their products provide a safe, soft, gentle infrared radiant heat to your new poultry friends. Sweeter Heater has no hotspots and develops a uniform heat pattern. It's designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your choice in baby poultry or other barnyard friends. So upgrade your farm friends with Sweeter Heater to keep Jack Frost from nipping at their noses. Go to SweeterHeater.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's SweeterHeater.com with code DRINKANDFARM, all lowercase. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I made myself a dandy beverage. That's one of my favorite wintertime warm beverages. It's kind of like instant coffee, but it's made out of dandelions. I don't understand it. It's like magic. (laughs) But they have a recipe for a cafe oule version. So that's what I did. It's got some cinnamon and a pinch of nutmeg, and it is delightful and very warm. (laughs) (laughs) so what are you drinking over there i am drinking gingerbread man coffee Mm. from bones coffee company and there might be a dash of rum chata in here (laughs) might might be (laughs) (laughs) maybe but we're both drinking out of our super cute christmas mugs which if you're listening to this on christmas eve Unfortunately, you missed out. Mm-hmm. But Merry Christmas, Eve. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe we'll bring these mugs back next year. Yeah. We just never know. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to see if yeah. we come up with anything more exciting. Or perhaps we'll do some throwback stuff like we did this year. We'll just, we'll see what feels yeah. good. Yes. <laughs> our drink peep this episode is our friend Jenny. And she is at... Becks Boots to Roots over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So today, in honor of Christmas Eve and the holiday season, we're going to talk about the agrarian roots of our winter holiday traditions. So we're going to talk about Hanukkah, Christmas, and Kwanzaa, and how they each have an agricultural connection. That's super cool. I love how we're getting to like learn where all of these things come from and why we do them. <laughs> yes, I love it too. And I have been oversharing, sprucing up my holiday talk. I mean, that feels like the theme since like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And sharing all these fun facts with people. And I don't know if they actually want to hear them or not. But I feel like this stuff is so cool. I just have to share it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's meant to be shared. So let's start with Hanukkah. Hanukkah commemorates the victory of the Jewish Maccabees over the Syrian Greeks in 165 BC and the miracle of a day's worth of sacred olive oil that kept the lamps burning in the second temple in Jerusalem for eight days. Oh. But yes, olive oil is important here. 
because without agriculture, there would not have been olive oil to light the temple's menorah in the first place. So olive oil is incredibly important to the Israelites, obviously because of it's, you know, it was like the star of the show here for Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. It is a main oil used for both cooking and illumination. And oh. for obvious reasons, it has deep religious symbolism. The oil represented purification and was used to anoint priests and other important officials, even King David and King Solomon. Olive trees are one of the oldest cultivated trees in the world. And they were being grown in the region as far back as the early Bronze Age, which was 4,000 BC. Way back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. That is super cool. I didn't know most of that stuff. I knew a little bit of it because learning about other traditions is fun and I enjoy doing that. So I understood the burning of the oil. I didn't realize it was olive oil. And I had no idea that we had been cultivating olive oil or olive olive oil trees. <laughs> olive trees for that long. <laughs> Me neither. That's amazing to think. Like anytime I think of like the concept of time and a plant being wrong for that long or a tree, like it just blows my mind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, our next one is Christmas, and Christmas has many agrarian connections. While it is the celebration of the birth of Christ for Christians, its ancient roots predate Christianity and are tied to pagan holidays revolving around this, the winter solstice. We've talked about the winter solstice a lot these last few weeks. These celebrations include Roman Saturnalia, which honored the agricultural god Saturn, And the ancient Germanic people's Yule were all about looking towards the spring in hope of an upcoming year of bountiful bountiful crops. (laughs) So many Christmas symbols, such as evergreens and mistletoe, can be traced back to pagan traditions. Evergreens, because they kept their leaves year-round, represented a connection to the bountiful crop-growing season. So basically, it was a way to feel happy with green stuff around, even when nothing was growing anymore, covered in, you know, dead brown stuff or snow. (laughs) (laughs) Evergreen boughs were used by the Romans to decorate homes and temples during the festival. And the Celts of Northern Europe also considered evergreen sacred and used them as decorations. The Celtic priests, the Druids, also considered mistletoe to be a sacred symbol of vitality, since it grew even in the dead of winter, and they used it medicinally to aid in fertility, both in humans and animals. And I do believe that we have shared that fun fact before, but you know, it takes like seven times for you to hear something before (laughs) it like really sinks in. So next time on your farm, somebody is having trouble getting bread, maybe... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look into mistletoe. No doubt. There, I think there are some. There are parts of it that are poisonous to livestock. But yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting that they used it for both humans and animals. They're like, this animal's not getting pregnant. Here's the mistletoe. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> I don't think that was how they used it. <laughs> no, you don't think so. Oh darn. <laughs> no, I think they used it like herbal medicine. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Hold on. Can you imagine just, like, running behind your goats, like, holding mistletoe? Like, come on, guys. (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) Get it on. Let's go. (laughs) Like, while they're 
being mounted, like, just holding the mistletoe over them. Like, it's some kind of, like, magical plant. Maybe you have to sing a Christmas song while it's happening. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bat. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it's the ingestion. Or yes, maybe topical application of the plant that did it, not just its presence. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like way more fun, though. It does. I agree. All right. So moving on to Kwanzaa, which I actually knew a little bit about, but this was really helpful for me to kind of understand where it came from and how long it's been around. So Kwanzaa was created by Milana Karinga, a professor of Black Studies at California State University, Long Beach, in 1966 as a way for African Americans to connect with their roots and strengthen their communities. So Kwanzaa is actually based on several East African harvest festivals, including those of Ashante and Zulu. Although those festivals tend to fall earlier in the year after the crops have been gathered and most only last a day. But Kwanzaa falls in December and lasts seven days. There are seven symbols that represent the holiday's values. One is Mazo, Mazao. I should have looked up this beforehand, so I apologize if I mess any of these up. So Mazao means the crops in Swahili, which celebrates the rewards of productive and collective labor. Another is Muhindi, which means corn and represents children on which the future depends. So these items, among the other symbols, are placed on the Mikeka. Again, I'm sorry if I'm screwing that up. But that is a type of straw mat as part of the observances. So make sure if you're going to use this to spruce up your holiday small talk, you do what I didn't do and like look up how to say those things. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I nailed it. Maybe I didn't. (laughs) They don't speak Swahili. (laughs) Yeah, that's really neat. I, I mean, you know, some words are just harder to pronounce based on what your native dialect is than others, for sure. But that's really neat. I did know some of that stuff about Kwanzaa, but I didn't know all of it. So that's it. I know this is short and sweet, but if you know you're listening to this on the way to a holiday party, feel like you have some new information in your back pocket while everybody's sitting around the table eating and drinking and being merry, you know, share this knowledge. It's cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. And let us know if there are any other traditions that you can think of that you'd like to hear about the agrarian roots of, because we'll throw that into the list of things for us to talk about. And we'll do the reading and find the things and we can talk about maybe some lesser known traditions and holidays that are out there because there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this world. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, this next year is going to be, what, our fourth Christmas season uh, as a podcast? Fifth? Fourth or fifth? Anyways, we've been doing this for a few Christmases now, so much so that we've lost count. Yeah. So we're going to need more topic ideas for next year but, <laughs> so we don't start repeating information. Not that that would be a bad thing, but we like to keep it fresh. Yeah, for sure. So we're open to your ideas, for sure. <laughs> we are celebrating our fourth podcast anniversary in March yeah. Yeah. of 2022. So it's sneaking up on us. <laughs> yes, it's crazy to think that it, we've been doing this for so long. 
Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. It's insane. Well, we hope that whatever you are doing today on Christmas Eve or for the holiday season, that you are enjoying it and you are staying warm and cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am with my dandy beverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't already, make sure you leave us a review. We will read those Apple podcast reviews every week again starting in January but if you've already left an Apple podcast review or can't leave another one or don't have access to Apple you can absolutely call us and leave us a review that way we've had a couple come in that way and we'll start sharing those as well in January so check out the show notes to find our phone number if you want to call and leave us a review yep And be sure that you are sending us your can't evens, put them in the Facebook group, or you can email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. If you put them on Facebook, make sure that you're using hashtag can't even. That way we can find them. Otherwise they might get kind of hidden there on the feed. But we read those on our mini-sodes and they're a lot of fun. It's where we're putting all of our can't evens now also. Mm -hmm. So be sure and do that. And we also have that series over on Patreon called Straight No Chaser. And this is available to patrons at the $5 level or above. So for more information on that or to sign up or to upgrade from maybe the $2 level, go to patreon.com slash drink and farm. This is a great way to support the podcast and get some extra content every single week. Be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. If you didn't download this episode, you can download it once you're done listening to it and then delete it off your device. That's totally fine. But this is a free way to help more people like you find the podcast. And while you're listening, share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag us at Drink and Farm. We will send you a promo code just for that episode that will give you a percentage off in our shop. So yeah, that's it. Make sure you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to the article that we discussed where we found all the information on where the winter tradition agrarian roots came from. There's also links to our social media, our shop, and all of those awesome things. Yes. So until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye now. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.